God saw that Leah was hated, and he decided to open her womb. When Jacob performed his husbandly duty, Leah got pregnant and had a son. She named the baby boy Reuben, which means, see, a son? It was like she was saying, see, Jacob, I gave you a son. Don't you love me now? She thought Jacob would love her for giving him a son. Leah waited for Jacob's love and acceptance, but their relationship remained the same. I'm Alice Newsom, and you're listening to the Repurpose and Publish podcast. I've heard it said that graveyard is the most valuable piece of real estate on the planet because it's filled with unrealized dreams, ideas, and visions. This podcast is about denying the great consumption of the great content locked up in my computer and taking the bold step to share my thoughts and creativity with you. And now, here's more repurposed content from my computer. Leah is a woman who never felt special. She was just plain and ordinary. Some even considered her unattractive. Leah married a man named Jacob who really didn't love her. He was actually in love with her sister, Rachel. It's a very long story, and today we're just going to focus on Leah. Although Jacob didn't love Leah, he continued to perform his husbandly duties with her. Leah was very fertile and she often became pregnant after their encounters. She really wanted Jacob to love her, and she thought having his children would earn his love and respect. Leah gave Jacob six sons. Their first son was named Reuben, which means, see, a son. It's like Leah was saying, see, Jacob, I gave you a son. Don't you love me now? Their second son was named Simeon, which means God heard. It's like Leah found solace in the fact that God heard she was unloved and gave her another son. Leah's third son was named Levi, which means attached. Leah thought three was the charm, and this time Jacob would certainly be attached to her because she had given him three sons. Leah named her fourth son Judah. This time, she turned her attention from her husband and herself to focus on God and said with resolve, Now I will praise the Lord. And the name Judah means praise. Leah stopped having children for a while. And like Sarah, she gave her servant to her husband to be a surrogate mother for her. Leah's servant had two more sons for Jacob. And then Leah became pregnant again and had a fifth son she named Issachar. Issachar means reward. Leah thought God had rewarded her for giving Jacob to her servant. Leah's sixth son was named Zebulon, which means honor. And Leah thought this time for sure. My husband will honor me. Leah then had a daughter and named her Dinah, 
whose name means justice, and she stopped having children. Leah was an unloved mother who poured her love into her children. The names of Leah's children had significant meanings. With each name, you could hear Leah's hope for love and her heartache of rejection. She was looking for love and acceptance from her husband, which she never really got. She was never the love of Jacob's life, and she was never, ever his first choice. Although Leah was not a single mother, she was almost treated like one. She was not loved by her man. He did not live in her tent, but he paid her a visit from time to time. And though she birthed seven children for him, he loved his other children more. Leah had six boys and one girl, and I believe Leah poured all of her love into her children. Even though she was not pretty, never felt special, and never loved by her husband, I believe Leah made sure her children felt loved and special. Just listening to this story, and it's funny how when you break it down, um, how I start to view it differently. I've heard this story so many times throughout the years. All I could think about was single mothers nowadays, how they keep giving men children, thinking, look, here, I'm having your baby. Maybe this will make him stay. Maybe this will make him love me. Mm-hmm. And and it never works. He never, never loves you anymore or or values you anymore. I mean, he just, mm-hmm. he'll come over every now and again mm-hmm. to give you another baby and yeah. then go on off mm-hmm. to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this story just really, it was like a wow moment. Like, oh my gosh, I never really thought about Leah either. Like how she must have felt like just constantly giving of herself, pouring herself out for people, whether it be her children or trying to please her husband and just never feeling fulfilled. So yeah, this was a, a eye-opening mm-hmm. moment right here for me. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought about her sister. Yes. In this story, yes. like, well, her sister was the one who would, you know, he really wanted. Right. So, you know, and and my focus is has just always kind of went to her sister and never to what she must have gone through and then you know, emotions she was feeling, rejection she felt. I mean, yes, her whole life, that had to be horrible. It had to, to be. To deal with your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. All mm-hmm. of these stories are right there in the Bible. We've read them for years. Yeah. Read them over and over and over again. And it's until not until you start picking apart the characters and start thinking like a woman mm-hmm. that you realize Leah went through a lot of turmoil. Her life was rough. Leah was not the chosen wife. She was more like a booby prize. How do you imagine Leah felt? Genesis chapter 29 verse 32 through 35 tells us exactly how she felt. It says Leah was afflicted. She was in mental distress, unhappy, sad, and lonely. She was aggrieved, hurt, angry, and upset. Should I go on? She was wounded, injured, and tormented. She felt unloved, rejected, 
and disrespected. Having those feelings can make you hard, cold, and bitter. You may feel that Leah deserved the treatment she received from her husband. After all, he did not love her. He was madly in love with her sister. But did you ever stop to think, how did this happen? How did Leah pull that wedding off? Do you think she clubbed Rachel over the head and ran away with her wedding dress? Now that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Here's my take on what I believed happened just before the wedding. The greatly anticipated day had finally arrived. While the bride and groom were preparing for the blessed nuptials, this is what I imagine happened. Scene one, Rachel's bedroom. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful day. It's finally my wedding day. I am so happy. Mm, I think I ought to look at my wedding dress at least one more time. <laughs> hey, where is my wedding dress? Your father has it, and he wants to see you. Oh, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Scene two, Leah's bedroom. Leah, I have something for you. Oh, Father, a gift for me? It's not my birthday. I love surprises. This one is rightfully yours. Oh, it's embroidered. It's mother's wedding dress. I'm confused. It should fit you perfectly. Yeah, but... All of your attendants will be here soon to help you put it on. No, Daddy, I'm wearing... This dress. But I'm not getting married. Yes, you are. I know you're a little older now, Daddy, but you're really starting to scare me. You will be a good wife. Hold it, Dad. Stop it. It's Rachel's wedding day, not mine. No. Tonight, Leah, you will marry Jacob. No, Dad. I'm not marrying Rachel's man. I'm telling you this one time, Leah. Arrangements have been made between me and Jacob. And besides, I'm not going to let a long-distance relative come here and upset the way we do things. You know we don't do stuff like that around here. Daddy, what are you talking about? Don't play with me, Leah. You know we don't marry off the youngest girl before the oldest one is married. It's just not happening. But Dad, what about Rachel? Rachel is not your concern. But she is my little sister and she loves Jacob. <laughs> Snap out of it, Leah. I'm doing this for you. You've never had a boyfriend. Your prospects are none. Now pull yourself together and get ready for your wedding. What an imaginary scene. Do you side with Leah 
or Rachel? I am here defending Rachel because I am a defender of the right. The right to fall in love and the right of a man to marry the woman that he loves. Hmm, I'm a romantic. I believe in love at first sight, and I believe that's exactly what happened the first time Jacob saw Rachel. This could have been a classic love story, except for that weak-eyed Leah being forced between two lovers. Rachel was a victim, a victim of circumstance. She was tricked and deceived by her own father and sister. I'm defending Rachel's honor because I'm an advocate for the victim. I am here in defense of Leah because I am a defender of the underdog, the unpopular and the ignored. Leah was Laban's oldest daughter. She was kind, thoughtful, and obedient. But the very first thing scripture says about Leah is that she was weak-eyed, which is another way of saying she was not so beautiful. How would you feel if the first time someone laid eyes on you and recorded in history for everyone to see? Hmm, she kind of weak-eyed. And even if you're weak-eyed, you still deserve to be loved, don't you? Throughout her life, Leah didn't feel loved or special, and her honor is worthy of defending. This podcast is a combination of repurposed content from three sources. Clips from my 2017 Breaking It Down Bible Study radio show, as well as clips from my audiobook, The Sorted Lives of Jesus' Ancestors, and thirdly, audio content locked in my computer for years that I edited to be a part of this episode. Hello, I'm Galene, your host from Let's Meet the Author. I want to go ahead and boast about one of my authors who premiered in the first season, Alice Newsom. I have read her book over and over, and I cannot put it down. I have recommended it to my sisters, I recommend it to my mom, to my aunties, and even the male members in my family. Finally, there's a book that talks about the women of the Bible. All right, and also it gives juicy details about the lives of Jesus' ancestors. The book is called The Sorted Lives of Jesus' Ancestors. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Jesus' family does too. You gotta get your own copy. Go to alicenewsome.com and go ahead and read it and find out all the secrets of Jesus' ancestors. alicenewsome.com Get your copy today. You will not regret it. I've been busy. I've recorded an audiobook too. Now, the audiobook is a convenient way to hear the stories of the women in Jesus' family tree as you go about your day. I'm the narrator, and it comes with a special audiobook companion document. Get your audiobook now. If you are anything like I am, then you have a stored collection of stories and lessons. I encourage you to get that content out of your mind, out of your device, out of your journal, and share it with the world. Enrich someone's life because they are waiting for you. That's a wrap. Another podcast is in the books. It's published. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share it and subscribe 
to get each episode as it becomes available. And please leave a review. Visit my website, alicenewsom.com. Remember to repurpose and publish. Thanks for listening.